This week on the Coach and the Don, we have an exclusive interview with Jigger Desai, who many of you probably know better as an eager Eagles fan who took a giant L on a subway platform. We also discuss the recent Alex Smith trade, and we dive into some draft talk that we'll get more into later after Super Bowl 52. Welcome back to the Coach and the Don. We are honored today to be joined by Mr. Jigger Desai. If uh, you don't know him, you have probably seen the video of him. And um, I don't know what you want to call If you want to call yourself the, uh, the pole man, the Jigger, or, or what's, uh, what, what are people referring to you as, I guess? So, so I think people are typically are referring to me as the uh, Eagles subway pole guy. Okay. I guess that's uh, to the point. Yeah. So I, I guess. I would, just like to, I, I would just like to be known as like a, a just a normal diehard Eagles fan, but the uh, the, the poll is never going to. Uh, I'm, not, I'm never going to be able to outlive that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll just go with Philly fanatic. How about that? That, that sounds great. <laughs> so I, first question I get. So it's been established. I, I think I heard you say this, that this was this was all pregame, correct? When this actually happened. That is correct. So, so the quick story is uh, I, I was at my brother's uh, – I live in the suburbs of Philly now. just moved here a year and a half ago. Um, I was going to his place. He lived in South Philly. We were out there hanging out at his place, um, uh, you know, had a few beers there and started to move to bourbon at some point. But we were watching the Pats-Jaguars um, uh, Pats game. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we had just left to go to the, the Broad Street line, which is the subway. Um, passed a couple of Eagles fans, but when I got down there, um, just a huge amount of emotion came over me and excitement came over when I saw a, a train full of uh, Eagles fans. Um, and I just got completely, completely amped up. As uh, Maybe that's the understatement of the year. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, but I got completely amped up. And um, what you saw at the, very, at the very end, I just wanted to give that final go birds to those folks um, uh, and, and uh, you know, apparently, just for the record, platform nine and three quarters does not exist. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Man, we can definitely appreciate that raw passion coming out. Um, but one thing I'm wondering, Jigger, is at what point did you know this video was going viral? Did someone reach out to you and let you know, you know, hey, Google yourself. Yeah. Everybody knows who you are. Or when did you know this was a huge thing? I had no idea until after the game. So, so I, I got I, I got knocked down by the pole. I got up. Um, uh, I had no idea I had actually hit the subway train as well. That that came out in that second angle, that second video. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So all this for in from my perspective at the time was I, I, I you know I try to have fun, try to get the other people amped up. I hit a, I hit this pole, got knocked down, got right back up, went to the game, cheered on the uh, the, the Eagles to a win. Um, okay, so you were actually, you did go to the game. I, you made it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did go to the game. I, I, this was like a. I, I didn't think anything of the situation. It was like, oh, I, I just did a, 
I, I just had one of those stupid moments, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll just get back up and dust myself off, and, and then, you know, life goes on. Yeah. Um, so I went to the game, cheered on the birds, um, and, and what, a, what a fantastic environment. Uh, if you can imagine, you know, uh, 70,000 jigger to size, I guess, in the stadium. Um, and, and it was just awesome. Uh, it was the loudest game as it should have been. It was mm-hmm. a conference championship game. We weren't going to watch golf, right? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, and then ironically, after the game, when I was back on the subway line, I had gotten my first text. Um, and and uh, my buddy was asking, hey, did you run into did you run into a poll? Uh, and it, it, it seemed like such an odd question. And I was telling him like, you know, he's, and he happens to be a Patriots fan. Uh, and I was yeah. telling him, look, we had backup Nick, Nick Foles. I probably used some uh, good uh, flowery language. Yeah. At that a little point different vocabulary. Um, yeah. A little different vocabulary, but it, it was, you know, Nick Foles, we're coming after you with uh, so many of our backups. And um, he's like, no, seriously, did you, did you <laughs> run into a poll? And mind you, this happened hours before. I'm thinking nothing of the situation. Yeah, you thought and he was referring I, I to your team, said, not you. Yeah, Funny. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, I told him, you know, maybe I like he sent a video, and I couldn't open it at the time. So all I texted back to him was like, you know, yeah, it could have been me, but it's probably not. I don't think it's me. <laughs> and um, I finally got the video open that he had sent, mm-hmm. and I, I watched it, and, and I watched it a few times because I was like, well, that looks like me. And I was like, yep, yep, oh, dear God, that, that is me. <laughs> so, so uh, and then after that, um, text started flooding in from other folks, too. Or while I was texting him, yeah. other folks started texting me, and they're like, hey, God, you, you're, like, famous. And I'm like, oh, wow, people know. He's like, not, to, not only to say no, you've got, like, you know, whatever it was at the time, a million hits within 20 minutes or, or an hour or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, it was kind of crazy. And, and um you know, I walked back to my brother's place after the game. I wanted to see the post-game, uh, the post-game conferences, uh, uh, conversations and interviews and such. And um, I got home back to my place around one one thirty and just went to bed. Um, I woke up around six, mm-hmm. and my my wife asked me, "Hey, how was the game?" And uh, I said it was fine. <laughs> I, I, I think I used one word. I just said fine, mm-hmm. and and she's like fine you, you know you went to the conference championship game and that's all you're going to give me <laughs> and i thought at that point she sounds must like have my wife about the video <laughs> and uh i told her well are you talking about the video and she's she's like what video <laughs> so, so so that was uh that was an interesting moment of like okay well let me show this to you now and i think i think she was horrified more just concerned about the safety and at this point mind you we only know about the one angle right where yeah. it's from inside the train so uh, she was just horrified and like concerned. Uh, I think at that point, just making sure, am, am I okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt fine. I, I think I told folks like I woke up with some soreness in my in my uh, arm, shoulder, chest area, but but it it felt like the kind of soreness you have when you work out. Yeah. Uh, the only problem is I didn't actually work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> that pole that pole, uh, and, that pole and, worked and, you over there, didn't it? That's right. <laughs> so. Uh, and I went to work. It was just another, you know, just another day for me. And then um, Monday I started getting flooded with more uh, emails and texts and whatnot from other mm-hmm. folks. Um, and by Tuesday morning or by, by Monday night, I think um, Monday is when the first time I, I, uh, I think folks were get, like genuinely concerned about my safety. When I, you know, on social media, you could see people outside of the typical uh, idiot comments and whatnot. It looked mm-hmm. like there was some genuine concern from people of whether this guy was 
dead, whether he was a really like okay, did he lose a limb? Anything happened? Yeah, because well, the backside was, angle or the back that other camera angle. I mean, you fall into the train yeah. and you're not seeing if, right. if the train is still there or if you're going to fall in the crack. So, I, understandably. No, no, you're exactly right. And actually, I think it was sometime Monday afternoon when that, um, uh, the, the day after the game, Monday afternoon, um, that second angle came out, and my wife um, had called me immediately, and she said, hey, um, you told me you hit the pillar, went down on the platform, and got up. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's mm-hmm. exactly how I remember it. And um, she's like, there's another angle of the video, and it's even like more devastating than, than the first one. So when I <laughs> saw that, it, it, it was really humbling for me, too. Um, because uh, I, I, I hitting that train and knowing that yes, things could have been a lot, lot worse for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good lessons learned. I took some time to reflect on you know the situation and how do I bottle up my passion and energy and 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 release it in different ways, perhaps um, not going after and giving a go birds to, to to fans like that uh, when a moving train. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really lucky, and I'm really fortunate, and I'm I'm blessed to be able to laugh about this with the rest of the world at this point. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, obviously, we're glad. Safety-wise, you're okay, but we we are, um, I guess, entertained, yeah, <laughs> to it's... say the least. But I, I can relate similarly. I didn't have a video viral, but I went, I'm originally from Denver, so I uh, grew up a Broncos yeah. fan. So in 2015, I flew out there for our AFC Championship game against the Patriots, and um, – yeah. So needless to say, I had a few moments probably very similar to yours, just happened to not be caught on video. <laughs> right. But so right. I can, any fan can relate. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I, I guess in, the, in this day and age, um, you, you know, you don't know who's recording what at whatever time. And the fact that this was caught on uh, uh, multiple, you know, angles and such, it, it really – makes you hey you, you you want to be a little bit careful out there too. yeah so so did yeah. you know that the two gentlemen on the platform with you from where the ang- other angle no. came from no so, so interesting right? so i was only there with my brother probably the only person i didn't try to amp up or give a high five to <laughs> whether on the train or on the platform was my brother in the, in the video because i was going to see him anyway so the yeah. other folks there that, that you saw me high-fiving or like uh, whatever I had no idea who they were, but, but <laughs> that makes it um, even better. I, I was just, I was just so excited. I was just so excited. I really was. <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. I love the Eagles. Um, you, you know, I grew up a. Uh, so I, I, I tell in one of my interviews or a couple of them, I, I told folks that um, you know I was a ten-pound baby born in India, um, grew up in uh, ultimately in Lancaster, PA, and grew up to be an Eagles fan. And, and the whole thing doesn't make sense. And the reason uh, I, I tell people like, well, why did they give his birth weight like this and that and um, that was my classic. So remember, I just moved to the Philly suburbs about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I've been representing like Eagle Nation out of Pittsburgh for 10, 11 years, out of Jersey City, and working in New York for another 10, 11 years. Um, so that was my icebreaker in the corporate world when people were like, oh, just tell us something about yourself that people don't know. And I would say I'm a 10-pound baby born, uh, born in India and grew up to be an Eagles fan, and that would be it. And inevitably, one of those three things would – create some sort of stickiness factor where someone would want to have it and spark a conversation yeah. with me. So is that, is that it, what it, you told your oh, wife the Eagles first time fan. you met her? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, wow, you're an Eagles fan. Oh, you're from India. Wow, you were a 10-pound, you were a big baby. And <laughs> whatever it was, it, it, it gave an opportunity to connect with people. It, it, was, it was a true icebreaker, and um, uh, I'm generally easy to talk to, and I love talking to folks. Um, so if that was the icebreaker people needed yeah. to, to feel comfortable to come up to me, you know, so, so be it. 
Well, that's the beauty of sports. It brings everyone together, right? My, uh, it totally does. My uncle's kind of the opposite. He actually lives near Allentown, if you know where that is, but he's mm. a diehard Pittsburgh fan. So he's closer to Philly, uh, yeah. but he did the reverse thing. So, Yeah. So it, are it's you... funny. My, my wife is a diehard Steelers fan herself. I met her in, uh, in undergrad when we were at Pitt. Oh, house divided. So are you, are... Yeah, house divided. But 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 the but the weird thing, oh, not weird, I guess. And this will this will speak to my my mindset, I guess, as an Eagle fan. Um, so she uh, is a diehard uh, Steelers fan. Her second favorite team is the Philadelphia Eagles because of me. Of course. Um, my problem is I can't reciprocate that because I have no idea what that concept. The concept of second favorite team doesn't exist with me. I <laughs> I love my Eagles. And I dislike 31 other teams at varying levels. Um, You're a and, true and fan, I then. Yeah, I guess so. It's Eagles or nothing. <laughs> well, to me, to me, uh, your your affiliation with your NFL team, or you can go NHL, NBA, any other team, is like a marriage. I mean, yeah. you don't have second wives; you have your team, and that is all. <laughs> that, that, that's right. That, that, that's right. That, that's, how that's how I look how at I it. And I, that's how I look at it too. I, I, I have to, two boys. Um, who are also Eagles fans, uh, just as big as fans as me. And it's, it's, it's fun for me to watch this because as a kid, as I mentioned, uh, coming from India at, at such a young age, mm-hmm. um, Eagle football was not something I grew up with. It, it was not, you know, the family um, wearing Kelly green and um, watching Eagles games together or, or bonding together around the Philadelphia Eagles. It was, you know, none of that, uh, mm-hmm. the fight song, none of that existed as a, as a child for me. I probably started um, I started watching um, football, I think, when I was, like, around 10. And and then throughout those early years and going into my teenage years, I was, I was really fascinated by Randall Cunningham, um, fascinated by the sport, the, the team, watching the Buddy Ryan defense. And mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, wow, there, there's something really here. So so I, I'm actually – I would love to say that I've been a lifelong Eagles fan, um, but, but, but it's not – it's just not true. Um, but that doesn't mean that my passion uh, for this team and the love for this team and, and, and the sport um, is any less, uh, you know, or, or diluted in any way. Um, of course. I, I'm just so excited for the team. I'm so excited what, with what Doug Peterson has put together um, and, and the job that the entire organization and the players have done. Um, it's really phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, being a, a Chiefs fan myself, I'm originally from Kansas City. I just want to say you're welcome for Doug Peterson. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> no, we, we really do enjoy it. Thank you. Um, I, 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 I do have to say, he wasn't the popular pick, right? He, I mean, as we're interviewing, um, I, I know when Peterson got hired, it was like, uh, it was this feeling of, um, well, he was not in high demand. You know, we're like the only team that interviewed him. Why aren't we going after some other big it, it wasn't folks, the but... It wasn't the sexy pick. It wasn't the sexy pick, and, and and you know what? As I hear, um, even last year, as I as I saw him and, and his his interviews and everything, I was like, you know, there's, there's something there with this guy. Like he's he's able to get people to rally around him, and you saw all of that in that seven and nine season last year uh, come to fruition this year. Um, and to deal with the injuries, and like if I would have told you this at the beginning of the season, like any team, insert team name here, they're going to lose their starting running back, left tackle, middle linebacker. Oh, yeah, and their quarterback, too. And they're going to go to their conference cha- – they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have thought I was nuts, right? Um, yeah, that so, doesn't so happen. Huge credit. Yeah, it doesn't – it just doesn't happen. Uh, and, and there's a special energy about um, – you know, as fans, we've always been kind of uh, – Philadelphia fans especially, always have this kind of 
we've always been underdogs, especially from a national media perspective. Uh, we go, you know, it goes back to Santa Claus and booing and whatnot, and, and there's a stigma there. I, I get it. Um, but th- that underdog mentality um, and, and the team's underdog mentality this year especially, yeah. it, it really united, and, and it feels like something really special. Uh, you know, it, it's the whole uh, uh, we all we got, we yeah. all we need. And that's how, as Philly sports fans, that's how we've always kind of felt for a really long time. And to hear it and see it from the team and feel it, it just makes it more special. Yeah, and it's such a great sports town. So I think if any city uh, deserves a championship of some kind, because you guys have what? We were talking about this last week, I think, Mm -hmm. on our podcast, that the last one was the Phillies in in 2009 or so. Yeah, in 08 or 09. Yeah, you're right. Um, right it's, it's been a long time. And even prior to that, it's been, you know, you know it, it, we're starving for something. So when people are. Yeah, it goes back to the about, Broad Street uh, Bullies back in the 70s. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, regardless of what happens on Sunday, obviously I'm hoping for the best here. I'm still so super amped and excited about the team for the future that I have no doubt that. Um, uh, a Super Bowl is coming to mm-hmm. Philly um, within the next, you know, five years, yeah. if not Sunday. <laughs> you well, know? Yeah, hopefully Sunday. We're I know we're pulling for him. We've we've talked all year how much we we both love Carson Wentz. Um, so we, yeah. so obviously it's a such a bummer seeing him not in the game, but but uh, yeah. you know he'll be back. I think he'll be stronger than ever. He's he looks like he's exactly. he's on a good path. He's a good kid. Good got a good head on his shoulders. I do we do want to ask you a few questions about the the actual game. How you see. Um, kind of see them their keys to victory kind of thing as as a diehard fan as you are yeah. right before i do yeah. ask that though i do have one two-part question for you one so what are you what are your plans for the game i obviously i don't think you're in minnesota right now are you no no so so good, good question um and, and a lot of folks uh, i think there were some folks that had reached out to um try to get me uh, organizations or some folks i was who wondering were trying that, to get yeah. me to minnesota um uh, the, the the thing is that the, the conversations ended relatively quickly only because um, they, they were looking to send me and for for myself um, mm-hmm. as big a fan as I am for the Eagles I'm a I'm exponentially bigger fan of my of my two boys right <laughs> yes um, that's, and, great. And that's great it, it, yeah so, so so it was it was a I'm not going to Minnesota by myself I'd rather be home and to enjoy what I hope is the first Super Bowl victory yes um, uh, the with loved ones with yeah. my two boys. Uh, who are just huge fans. They just started playing um, uh, Madden uh, a couple of months ago, and they're they're talking about these different plays. Uh, they've taken their fandom to a different level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to, and, and you know, they know all the players. They know um, – my, my older son actually knows all the Eagles scores from the last two or three years. He'll, ran, he'll, he'll name a random game and say, oh, remember when the Eagles beat such and such and the final score was blah. And I'm like, no, I have, well, I, I don't remember it. Now I'll Google it, and and yeah, push, like you know, lo and behold, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully they, yeah. hopefully they haven't broken your heart yet and played as like the Cowboys or the Giants in Madden. Hopefully they're Eagles full time. <laughs> Wait, say that again. I said hopefully when they're playing Madden, they don't break your heart and uh, play as the Cowboys or Giants. They're only playing as the Eagles. No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, they, they, they don't do that. Um, it's um, taboo in that but, house. But, but they. It's terrible, but, but it's interesting to hear that, like, for me, like, when I go into every game, I have this, like, you know, they're going to win this thing. We're going to do this thing, and it's, it's going to go. It, it, I heard my younger one throughout the playoffs. Um, he's, he, he just gets nervous. He's like, no, I, I think Atlanta's going to win. 
And, and I'm like, okay, this, this doesn't sit well with mm-hmm. me, but th- that's just how he feels. And, and he did the same thing for Minnesota. And the good news is he's doing the same thing for this New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, that's a good sign. So, yeah. so he's yeah. So we're so we're we're gonna ride that through, and uh, you know, um, he's the diehard uh, pessimistic you know. fan. That's right. Yeah. That's right. My my mom is like that with the Broncos, and she's as diehard <laughs> as they come, but it's not usually more towards the negative side. So you know. Well, maybe yeah. that's the Chiefs' problem because my mom every year this is their year, so maybe she needs to start hating on them. She and needs they'll to win be more pessimistic. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, well, then the second part of that question I had was, uh, so since you're staying in Philly, obviously a good choice, or staying in your suburb of Philly with uh, the family, would you, yeah. is there any, has it ever crossed your mind, are you superstitious at all? So I, I, I am Would you go back to that terminal, replay that moment, maybe that had something to do with the victory? No, so, so, so I'm, I'm not going to go back to that. The, 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 I, I've already talked to uh, – I tweeted with SEPTA because um, I, I tweeted them uh, last week, and I just wanted to make sure that the poll was okay. Um, Smart. And, Good and, man. And, 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 yeah, and they laughed, and they, and they said, yes, yeah, the poll is fine. We want to make sure you're okay. And I told them that I will reunite and take a picture with that poll if there's a, uh, uh, dare I say, a parade coming through through Philly. So th- that's the next time I will visit that pillar okay, is when we enough. have the parade scheduled. But. Um, I, I will be running into, as far as superstition goes, I will be running into probably going into the basement and run into the, the pole down there. Okay. Um, more than a symbolic gesture, certainly yeah. not with the passion and commitment that I did the first time around. That's could, probably a safer bet. Yeah, you could dress it up a little That's bit, right. too. Make it look similar, but yeah. add some padding, maybe. That's right. <laughs> maybe getting a three-point stance this time, you might win. <laughs> so For sure. So uh, before we let you go, just go getting actually into the game, so... We, I know we're both, to be honest, we're both pulling for Philly. Um, what do you think their main keys in order to stop Tom Brady and take down the Patriots for uh, Super Bowl 52 would be? Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest keys, like our defensive line, if with our front four, we can get that's um, my biggest key pressure for sure. on Brady. Yeah, I, I, I think that's one of the biggest keys of the game for that front four to play completely out of their minds and get pressure on Brady uh, so that everyone else can play back because they love to go into those slot receivers um, or going into, you know, Gronk. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and if we have more people back there, I feel better uh, for, for our defensive plan from that from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, um, you, you know the defense. Uh, the Minnesota defense was was a much better defense than than the Patriots, right? Um, so I, I feel comfortable that we can we can pound the ball and we don't have to expect too much from Nick Foles. Just manage that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with the dink and dunks, um, but build his confidence early. He'll probably take some shots. He took some shots in Minnesota, and and um, the the dude is playing off the hook. Yeah, I guess he's one of the first quarterbacks who has. Uh, 100, uh, 100 plus uh, QB rating in his first three playoff games. First quarterback ever. Um, That's crazy, so man. It, it's not like we have to, uh, you know, the Ducks game plan with the run pass option, uh, RPO as they like to call it, um, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- was a phenomenal, phenomenal thing to incorporate uh, for Foles for his own confidence for the team, um, you know. But, but I think the biggest key is that front four uh, of our defensive line. So who's um, getting to Brady? Who's your offensive X factor, in your opinion, for the Eagles against the Patriots? The offensive X factor. X factor. I, I, I mean, obviously, you, you can't. You, you've got to give that to the quarterback almost by default. But but if I if I remove Foles out of the mix, um, I'd like to see uh, a, a huge game out of Ajayi. Okay. Um, 
taking the yeah. ball, like, hopefully getting somewhere like you know somewhere in the range of like fourteen to seventeen carries at least. Um, and of course, we got Blunt back there too. You know, I'm sure he would. He's looking at his chops to go maybe go against his old team a little bit too. He yeah. gets amped up maybe. Yeah, so, and Chris Chris Long um, on the defensive side too. He's an expatriate. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and what a good dude that guy is too. Like, I mean, donating his entire salary and uh, um, you know working in the T-shirt that they did with the underdog stuff and donating to the schools of Philadelphia. Um, uh, I, I think I'd like to work with that. My wife just launched a website. Um, Yesterday or the day before, it was kind of late because uh, we didn't. Uh, uh, it should have probably been last week, but but we launched something, mm-hmm. and we just have a couple T-shirts on there um, for people like City of Pillowy Love and Pilly Pilly. Um, but we'll go ahead, um, go ahead and uh, plug the website for our listeners. Sure, so we can all it, check it, it out. It's Pillar, it's Pillar Okay. Um, PillarPassion.com is the website. It has just a little bit of a story for me. It was meant to be a collection and fun at this point to collect all the the memes the uh, you know, articles and whatnot, because um, our kids still don't know about this yet, and um, we'll, we'll tell them at some point in the future. We, we, I don't know exactly when, but I, I'd like to make it a good teaching moment for them as well, <laughs> uh, in terms of what you know, what not to do. Yeah. Um, but but beyond that, I, I think um, I think I'd lo- what our original intent was was to kind of team up with with Chris Long and, and his efforts, um, or, or to donate proceeds. As of right now, I think. It's just really, I put it, we put it on Facebook, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's friends and people who want to get buy the T-shirt for memories, and you know, yeah, we'll be able to buy an extra pizza and some ice cream for for our kids. But yeah, um, it, it would be great to really go full circle with this whole thing and um, give back to the community uh, in some way, shape, or form. Have you yeah. guys? Um, I know obviously you have the website and a link. Do you have you made a, like a banner for it at all? Uh, have I made a what? Like a ba- like a. Like, you know, on websites, they have, like, the ad banners on there. Um, you can... No, I have not done that. I, I, I think I think for us, like, this is this has been so... And my wife has been doing all of this, and she's never designed a website. She never didn't even know, like, what, what we're doing with this mm-hmm. thing. Um, it all happened so fast, right? So it's not like we thought about a business plan and how we're going to move forward. Yeah. But I, I think that our, we have good intentions, and we are going to be looking for people to kind of help us, uh, you know, make this something bigger than me yeah. just running into a, a pole well well we'd be we'd be uh we could talk a little more after this but we'd be happy to put that up on uh sports al dente for sure so get the word out oh, a little yeah. more for you guys yeah uh, yeah that, that would be great and, and maybe maybe if uh maybe you could hold off on just a little bit until we i mean you, you could certainly put it there um but but i people that go there for the first time i don't want them to think it's just uh just a little buy about me this shirt's there and um Maybe it could be something bigger, but you, you know what? At the end of the day, if people are going to go there, let them go. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk after this. Right yeah, we'll, and, we'll, yeah, we can wait, hold off, but we'll talk talk after this. But yeah, if it's something, uh, it sounds like a good cause. We'd love to help out. So um, that's something we'll yeah. we'll touch on after. But yeah, I, that, I, that uh, sounds awesome. cool. I, I definitely want to commend you on that, Jigger, because uh, a lot of these, a lot of people in in your position um, w- would take this and run with it for their own personal gain. And, and here you are uh, looking for opportunities to give back to your community and give back to the. Um, to, to the to the public and, and that's huge i really yeah. appreciate that and i really i really uh commend you on that that's that's huge i really like that no thank you and, and why not yeah you know people people have asked me like have you have you monetized this have you done whatever <laughs> I, I haven't made a cent at all I, I i've met a lot of good people i've taken a lot of pictures people wanting to take pictures with me and selfies and whatnot and i've enjoyed all of that um but at the end of the day like you know i, I ran into a poll i did something stupid and <laughs> um 
I'm trying to give back as much as I can and, and use this as a, as a platform to be able to do that. And, and you know what? I'm probably in my, uh, in my 14th minute of my 15 minutes of fame. And if I can do something good in that last 60 seconds that I have, um, I would feel really good um, as a Philadelphian, as an Eagles fan, um, as a father, uh, and, uh, you know, and as a husband. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome to hear. So that is, that is super cool. Did Talon, did you have any more questions as far as? Uh, no, I, this was, this was a lot better than I even expected. I anticipated a great conversation, but this even exceeded <laughs> what I thought it was going to be. This was a, this is a great opportunity. I really enjoyed talking to you, Jigger, and, um, hopefully that you get a little bit more than 15 minutes. Cause I think you deserve it, buddy. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. But I do have a, uh, I do have a request. Yeah. Let's hear it. Can I get a go birds? Yeah, go birds. Fly eagles fly, That's baby. About. Yeah, we'll give go you that. Birds. Absolutely. <laughs> well, right. Hey, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a blast Super Bowl with your boys. And uh, if you're ever in L.A., please look us up. you got a place to stay. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Really hey. appreciate it. And, hey, uh, thank and, you, man. And we'll touch base about uh, your uh, website after the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah, perfect. And is, is, will you guys send me a uh, uh, link to the podcast afterwards? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you yep. bet. You bet. Yeah, we'll let you know. It, it'll be up tomorrow, so we'll let you know right away. Sounds great. Thank uh, you, guys. Have a right. great night. Hey, have a all good right. night. Thanks for staying up with us. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Jurgen. Enjoy yep. the Super Bowl, buddy. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Man, what a great interview. What a, what a great guy, huh? Yeah, I that was... That was pretty cool. I really enjoyed talking to Jigger. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it's, it's, I think what sports has shown me and probably shown you is there's so many different sports fans across the country, and yet we all have a relation in some way. Like, there's something we can all relate in, and that's what makes sports so beautiful to me. Yeah, that passion, man. We can, I mean, you and I can definitely relate to that, that that pure just passion, wanting to see our team. Mm, yeah, I, I love wanna, it. I want to take that pull pull on for him. I, mean, I know just, we, he needed a full front five, the yeah. full uh, full offensive line, mm-hmm. had a good signal caller, mm-hmm. uh, would have hopefully given a better chance. But uh, yep. Jigger, we thank you again. That was that was a good time, um, one of first of our many interviews to come. So I uh, thank you for kind of leading the charge on that. But um, in other news, I know we've we've covered a lot of Super Bowl Super Bowls in two days or three days or whatever it is. Um, or one day. We're almost Saturday now, so yeah, we're just, yep. yeah, yeah, we're day. almost there, man. We're almost there. So uh, I know every media stream, including ourselves, have been really hitting on on uh, the Super Bowl. But there was one big news story that that hit this week that I think we cannot just ignore. Um, I was actually at home trying to do my uh, political due diligence, which I don't like to do often, but you know, <laughs> once a year, I try to try to embalm myself in a little bit of American, uh, I don't know if you want to call it pride, or just like so I feel somewhat knowledgeable of what's going on in society. But I was watching the State of the Union address, and then uh, the bomb dropped that Alex Smith is now a Washington Redskins. So mm-hmm. everyone thought the biggest story in Washington was was uh, Trump and his State of the Union. In reality, it was Alex Smith going to Washington. That was probably the bigger story. But you being a Chiefs fan... I think it was inevitable Smith was leaving. I don't think that's any mystery whatsoever. But uh, how do you feel about not only him going to Washington, but the, I would say, phenomenal return that you guys got? But I'll just let you touch on that. So yeah, go ahead. How do you feel about this whole trade, how it went down? Uh, this is pretty much the epitome of a bittersweet moment. <clears throat> um, Alex Smith, a lot of the a lot of Chiefs fans, uh, they're portrayed – portrayed as hating on Alex and um but I think in general as a whole the Chiefs fans 
as a base really appreciate what Alex Smith brought to us and and what he did for us <clears throat> um, and for me personally to see him go away it, like it, it it is bittersweet because when he got here we were one in fifteen and the very next year we were eleven and five um, I mean you get was, did you guys ever have a losing season under Locksmith? I don't. I no, have to look it up. No, but. there was one year where we did not make the playoffs, but we were still nine and seven. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't <clears> think you ever had a losing season. No. Um. So four out of the five years that he was here, we <clears throat> made the playoffs, um, and every single year we had a winning record. And what he did for not only the team but for the community in terms of charity and foundations, uh, and and just giving back was was huge and and really insurmountable to what anybody in recent memory has done. And it's, I speak for entire Chiefs kingdom when I say thank you, Alex, for everything you did for us and on the field and off off the field. Um, We are going to miss you, and we definitely wish you the best of luck in Washington. Um, But this is the ushering in of the Patrick Mahomes era. And, and in terms of what we got for Alex, I don't think we could have gotten much better. Um, other than if we... There's would, no way you could have gotten no. better. I mean, unless, <laughs> unless we got like the one in, the one in four pick from Cleveland, there, we couldn't have done better re- realistically. I, so I heard a rumor, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, mm-hmm. purely a rumor. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be true, but I heard that the Broncos offered a second and a keep to leave. Alex Smith, which I find extremely hard to believe. I find that hard to believe too. Um, Especially if they would, I guess if they turn it down considering they would send rival. division rival, yeah. but why would the Broncos offer a division rival a keep to leave? So I'd, um, And I, obviously Fuller's way younger and has a way less contract, so they're probably looking at like money and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I don't, like I said, complete rumor, I don't Personally, I don't find that true. That find that very hard to believe. Elway's been very, um, through his t- tenure as GM, he doesn't really deal a lot within the division, which I don't think any GM likes to do anyway. No, but, I don't. I but agree with you there. Just saying that, kind of for fun. But yeah, what they got for him, and that's just Andy Reid for you. He does not lose when he dishes to quarterbacks. No, and um, <clears throat> this goes back to kind of when he dealt McNabb to Washington. It's it's almost like he's doing it again. Um, I think Alex is going to produce more than McNabb did back in the day. But, um, I mean, the fact that we got Kendall Fuller, who is a third-year cornerback, who I think we're planning on starting opposite Marcus Peters. Oh, he will for sure, yeah. Yeah. That's it, a pretty nasty duo. Yeah. Uh, Fuller and Peters, and and that kind of um, puts the writing on the wall for Revis. I don't think we're going to retain him. I think he'll walk. Yeah, no. Um, so yeah, we have Fuller, Marcus Peters, and then Eric Berry. Um, and if we, if Ron Parker comes back as the other safety, that's a hell of a secondary. And that, that's one that can compete against Rivers and Carr, and then whoever the Denver Broncos bring in, rather that be Kirk Cousins or they draft somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think really that leaves us in the draft. We get a third round pick. Uh, we have our second round. We don't have our first because we dealt that for Mahomes. Uh, but really, our biggest needs now, um, pass rush, and arguably receiver. But um, the Chiefs are sitting <laughs> really, really pretty after this trade, and this is why I love Chiefs Kingdom so much. Because less than a month ago, 
we had the biggest meltdown in our history uh, when we let a 21-point halftime lead to the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs go. Second most. I won't, I won't bring up the first. Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, Colts, Andrew Luck, this a couple is, years ago. This, this is the biggest. This <laughs> is the shh. You know damn well what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, this is the biggest of 2017, anyway, so yeah, we'll give you that. The biggest of that. <laughs> uh, regardless, we had one of our saddest moments in our franchise's rich history uh, less than a month ago. And now, and, and you know, Chiefs fans are ready to jump off a bridge, ready to burn our jerseys, ready to do this and that. And here we are, not, not even a month later, and we are ready for 2018 because... Even though Alex is gone, we have Patrick Mahomes ready to take the reins. We get a huge need, uh, and Kendall Fuller uh, going to play opposite of Marcus Peters, probably giving us one of the best and youngest cornerback tandems in the entire league. Um, and it just, in, in in a few short minutes, rejuvenated and re-energized our entire fan base, and, and we're ready to go now. Yeah, so maybe this begs a question, but obviously this all this this great trade and all this excitement truly backs on the fact that Patrick Holmes is going to be successful. So we obviously saw that last game um, mm-hmm. against a pitiful Broncos team, but Mahomes had some very good moments. Uh, granted, he was playing against second-string secondary. He looked great in the preseason, also playing in second-string secondary. Um, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks play through my day. I think he definitely looks above the curve, looks like someone that is – he has the it factor for sure. Mm-hmm. Does he, has he shown you enough to really give you, though, that confidence that letting Alex Smith go, Grant, yes, you got huge capital in return, but turning the keys over to Mahomes, you're now going to win the division again? Do you have that confidence in him, or is it, is it more of a, this is our future 100%, but this year might be more of like a growing year, and if we make the playoffs, great. If we don't, it still was a good trade. Um. I don't think it's going to be as big of a growing year. I do think it's still playoffs or or disappointment. Okay. Um, but I to to so the the trade was made with the intention of we're making the playoffs. This is going to put us over the hump, as opposed to we need to see what our future holds and we're going to plan for the future. If you get what I'm saying, I do get what you're saying, and 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 I understand where you're coming from. Um, now, is this going to put us over the hump? It will, but. It's not going to put us over the hump for 2018, I don't believe. I don't think we're going to come into 2018 and win the Super Bowl with a second-year quarterback, a second-year running back, um, a third-year receiver, and a very young uh, mm-hmm. secondary. I, I I don't think so. Um, but it's still our division to lose. I don't I don't think Denver has done enough um, to overtake us. I don't think. I mean, Oakland, obviously, with the John Gruden hiring, they're they're going to be scary. They're going to be dangerous. We'll see what, you know, they can offer. And then the Chargers, of course, are going to be better than they were this past year. Um, so the division is, in my opinion, I think the second place for the AFC West is very much up in the air, but I still think the Chiefs are in the driver's seat. Um, and I'm, I'm open to your arguments for otherwise, but to me, it's the Chiefs' division to lose mm-hmm. uh, because we have the most talented, in my opinion, and probably the youngest Mm-hmm. Uh, roster in the division so will it get us to that super bowl probably not quite yet um, but 2019 <laughs> who knows yeah i mean obviously we're in a quarterback league it, uh, everything kind of depends i think on how mahomes plays um i mean the afc west is tough i mean we 
not only me and you, but pundits across the entire United States picked the AFC West to be probably the top division in the entire NFL, and mm-hmm. they had a very disappointing year. Um, I think Oakland's going to bounce back. Uh, or See, I don't know. It's tough, though, because I think they're going to bounce back, but at the same time, they have an entire new co- coaching staff. So yeah. You never know. Uh, we saw with the Broncos last year, pretty much same roster from their 9-7 and seven season, entire new coaching staff, a lot of changes, still the same players, essentially. I mean, everyone talks about quarterback. They had the same quarterback they had in 2016, and they fell off dramatically. So do I think Oakland's going to do that? Not necessarily. But there's still that kind of dynamic of new coaching staff, little growing pains. How do Gruden and uh, Derek Carr uh, mesh? Can that defense actually get going a little bit? Because they were pretty t- terrible last year. Broncos, do they get Kirk Cousins? Do they draft a rookie? If they draft a rookie, I'm not saying write the season off, but they're a long shot to even compete for second place, let alone the division if they draft a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get Kirk Cousins, different story. Y- you never know. Chargers are a team that no one ever. No one wants to talk about every offseason. They went nine, finished nine and seven last year. They are very capable of winning that division. I think. I mean, they're the the sleeper scary team in that division. They're kind of the. Uh, this sounds dumb to say, but like the undercover Chiefs of that division. I feel like the Chiefs every year are the undercover team. Like no mm-hmm. one talks about them, but they make the playoffs every single year. Mm-hmm. No one talks about the Chargers, but they could easily win the AFC West next year. So. We have the whole offseason. We got a lot of uh, free agents coming up. We got the draft coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as of today, how things stand, yes, I would agree with you. The Chiefs are kind of in the driver's seat to be still the uh, division champs. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to think. I think uh, last year we still only lost one division game, and that was to the Raiders in Oakland. Um, we beat the Chargers twice. We beat Oakland once, and we beat the Broncos twice. Yeah, so, I think you're right. Um, as scary as Chargers may be, you guys do yeah. In, in last couple of years, yeah. And either one of the games we played against them this year or this past year, they didn't really threaten us. Yeah, it wasn't a game. I mean, both times you felt like the Chiefs were just, you know, had that game in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that, that is a testament to Alex Smith, though, which is that'll be the the true test of now having a. Not a rookie, but a yeah. first-time starting quarterback, and yeah. and like I said, in that boy, that 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 feels weird, that, right? That, does, that 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 feels weird. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we saw in that in that week seventeen game against the Broncos, Mahomes made some crazy like Brett Favre-looking throws. Yeah, like, I mean, we were talking during the game a little bit, like, mm-hmm. wow, this guy's got this hit factor, and which he does. Not not disputing that at all. If I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, mm-hmm. some of those throws were against third, fourth, fifth string DBs and because the Broncos had already taken out their their season was done. They took it they were trying to see what talent they had. Mm-hmm. And so those if you're playing against Talib and Chris Harris Jr. probably was an interception, but he's splitting guys that no one knows the name of. Not saying they're not NFL caliber but but they are backups. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's just me being devil's advocate that we haven't really seen him go against a true starting defense. Not saying he's not going to be good or successful, mm-hmm. but is he going to be able to lead them like Alex Smith did against this vaunted AFC West uh, caliber teams that, I mean, I don't think there's there's a few divisions that have rivalries like they do in the AFC West. I would say the NFC East. I would say the AFC North. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, probably AFC West is the next biggest oh, true yeah. division, yeah. whole division. I mean, every every division has their, like, two teams, but – as far as like every team in the division has the rivalries, AFC West is up there, and yeah. so it doesn't matter 
how good you are, how good you're not, it's going to be a game no matter what. Yeah, it is. And 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 to your point, no, he wasn't going against Talib or Harris or all that stuff. Um, but he also wasn't thrown to Hill. He didn't have Kareem Hunt running True. the ball. Uh, I really want to see what he and Hunt can do in the backfield together. Yeah. I want to see what he can do with his arm strength, with Hill's speed. Man, that could be something special to yeah. watch. And, yeah. and then um, being able to check down to Kelsey or even get Kelsey in the open field. I think this offense, as good as it was last year with Smith, I think he could be that you know, tenfold with, with Mahomes' uh, just raw ability. And uh, the guy is so unbelievably strong, and he has such arm strength. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he needs to work on his accuracy in terms of consistency a little bit a little bit more, but that's that's coaching. Um, in a full off season, and he's got a good one. He does. He does have a good one. Uh, and Andy Reid, and then uh, the off- the new offensive coordinator, Bieniemy, who's a running backs coach. Um, and then we have a new quarterback coach, which I cannot think of his name right now. Um, that eludes me. But anyway, but ha- but having a full off season under his belt as the starter, everybody knows who the man is now. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is the man. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Um, and it's better doing that than having their a circus of a competition. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what Mahomes can do with a full off season, um, and and coming into next year as the defending two time AFC West champions, and uh, knowing that expectations are going to be high. Uh, let's let's see what the kid can do because I'm excited. Yeah. As as as, as much as I am. And sad to see Alex walk away because he did mean a lot to us. Um, even though he may not have gotten us to where we thought we should have been. You can't deny what that guy did for us last year. Um, so it's going to be hard to see him in another uniform. But then again, I'm, I'm, I am really excited to see what, what the future holds for the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I mean, to be honest, too, like last year going in the draft, Mahomes was my, my favorite quarterback. So when the... Uh, Chiefs traded up to 10, I was pretty disappointed, <laughs> to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, you know, I, yeah. So he was, he was my favorite quarterback of the entire quarterback class. I thought he was uh, a little bit of a project, but had by far the highest ceiling. So bummer to see him go to division rival, but it'll be fun to see how he uh, blossoms this year. And we'll see if he takes him over the hump or if he has kind of those uh, – you Gr- can't, even, little you can't call him, you can't yeah you can't call it a sophomore slump because he didn't have a really rookie season but right you know what I mean so, yeah yeah well on the other end how did you think the Redskins fare from this trade I mean they get a guy in Alex Smith that you had for what four or five six years a uh, guy that comparable leader mm-hmm. um, great teammate great in the community good player I mean yeah not a great player not definitely above par player I mean he was probably a top top 15 quarterback easy maybe even top oh, yeah. 10 you could say yeah last year he was top 10. um he was top 10 last oh year. last year he was he was top five last year maybe mm-hmm. if you go just strictly by stats mm-hmm. but uh over his career he's like a top 15 mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. 10 top mm-hmm. 12 quarterback guys everyone likes to call him a game manager eh, i don't love that stigma but right. but uh i mean do the redskins i think it's to me it's obvious they kind of lost in this trade but at the same time they do get a um they get a good player, a good leader. I'm I'm reaching here. What do you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I think where I'm reaching is, do they hate Kirk Cousins that much? Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback. Do you do you agree or disagree with that? 
I agree with that statement. I I don't understand from a front office stand uh, viewpoint what they did. Yeah. I, I don't really get it. You get, granted, I love Alex. I'm just putting that out there. Um, but from a Washington Redskins standpoint, you get an older quarterback, a more expensive quarterback apparently that mm-hmm. you think is better than who you had, and you gave up a draft pick and a very promising. A young talent at cornerback. Yeah. So very young and very promising. I, I guess I don't understand why you don't just give that contract that you gave to Alex, give it to Kirk, and you don't lose anything in the process, and you, and you get a younger, more talented quarterback. Unless Gruden just didn't feel like he was a fit for his system. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was I think that was clear the whole time. That was the kept discrepancy between the the contract negotiations i mean mm-hmm. i'm not in, we're obviously not in the room but we read reports and every report that i seen it wasn't like kirk was demanding for more money or being like you see these players that are like like Le'Veon bell for instance mm-hmm. i'm not signing for less than this like i'm the best at this kirk i mean let's I'm just trying to be real here. Kirk seems like a super humble, like the guy just wants to play football. I just want to play. Yeah. He never even he even said before this trade happened if they he, if he they would, tag me again, cool, I'll play under the tag. Like that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So there was there was clearly a discord between him and uh, and the coach mm-hmm. and uh, Gruden. And yeah, I don't know why. If I if I'm a Washington fan, I'm pretty disappointed because. Why, okay, so say Washington does a trade regardless. Mm-hmm. They're over Kirk Cousins. Gruden doesn't go along with them. They trade Fuller and the third-round pick. They get Alex Smith. Alex Smith has a one-year deal left on his contract. They could have him as a one-year rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that trade is a bummer. They draft. There's five or six potential first-round quarterbacks. Not saying they're great, but there's there's a, there's a way more than last year's draft potential first-rounders. They said mm-hmm. Washington sits, what, at uh, – are they top ten, or are they just outside no, the top ten? No, they're in. They're in the teens. They're okay. Well, either way, they could get Mason Rudolph possibly. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think Baker will fall past five, uh-huh. uh, but potentially they could get one of those guys. There's someone there that they could groom. Yeah, so they could have Smith for that this one season under his current contract, making what he's making seventeen, eighteen million, right around that range. Mm-hmm. Get this new rookie, and they got in the first round. Have a full year sitting under a very good vet. Um, Alex Smith has proven that he's like willing to like groom his guys. Like he's not like Brett Favre or those other veterans that are like, nope, I'm fighting mm-hmm. for my job. You can figure your own stuff out. To me, that makes why sign the guy to a four-year or five-year, seventy-one million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Like ninety, yeah, almost immediately. It was. It, it was, was almost like, like it was decided before the trade even happened. Yeah, they were I, like, I, hey, we're gonna trade for you, and then this is your contract we're giving you. Yeah, and I don't. I just I'm I'm trying to see what the Redskins see in this trade and what they got, and I I'm just not seeing it. I don't understand. To to me, they're losing so much more than what they're gaining. Yeah. When you could have gotten a younger, better quarterback for the exact same money and not lose anything else. So I just don't understand the thought process. I, I, I just simply don't. And maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I just don't. Maybe I'm not smart enough to be an NFL GM. But yeah, no, it's, it, I don't know. I don't think it has to do with GM. I think it literally has to do with Jay Gruden's uh, relationship or his scheme with Cousin. 
ask anyone, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Alex Smith. I think so, even though I Kirk love Alex, but Kirk is better. Kirk is a is top five a stretch? If you look at the numbers, is top five a stretch? With what for the he, for the talent he has, for with, the offensive line he had, yeah, with what for the he turnovers he had or turnover he's uh-huh. had with receivers, running backs. I think he would be a second tier. He's not in that elite tier, but I think he's in that next tier below he's, that. He he's he's on par with Carr. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, he's, you know, he's he's not Rodgers or Brady or he's Breeze. Proven, he's proven more than Carr. Let's let's say that to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, if I if I'm starting a team as uh-huh. a GM. And you just see the names, Carr Cousins, you probably go with Carr. But yeah. if you're going strictly off what they've proven, Kirk Cousins has proven a hell of a lot more. Than, Derek Carr's yeah. had one good year. His rookie year, if you look at the stats, mm-hmm. were worse than Trevor Simeon's his oh, first sure. year. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see what the Discord – I don't know if because Cousins was a fourth-round pick. I don't really understand what it is, but – I don't know. Well, whoever's going to get him is going to be super related, and I really hope it's the Denver Broncos. Yeah, so. I think it's a two-man race. I think it's Cleveland or, or Denver, uh, personally. I think, and maybe I'm just wishful thinking, I, I think he goes to Cleveland. Well, I mean, I've said this point blank, and I believe it's 100%. If it comes down to an arms race, if it's strictly, if he's decides, you know what, whoever pays me the most, It'll be oh, it'll be Cleveland. It'll be Cleveland. It'll be the Jets. Or it'll be the Cardinals. Denver won't even have a shot. No, because he'll he'll have to take no. a he'll have to take a pay cut if you want to call it that to go to Denver. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. He'll get paid way more by the other teams. But he has the best chance of winning. In he has the best chance of winning Denver. He's got uh, the winning culture there. Mm-hmm. Manning took less to go to Denver. So you have a championship winning defense in Denver. Yeah. In place and uh, and there's been multiple Denver athletes or Denver players that have come out and like basically been pining for cj anderson von yeah. miller bunch of guys have come out saying they want Kirk cousins so i mean i personally would be floored if he ends up in arizona yeah i, I think that i don't see that happening i could i could be wrong but i i think that is just why go to arizona yeah what, what are they offering you besides i mean yeah they have david johnson but other than that what do they have yeah they got a fitzgerald has what one or one year left yeah, and he's. I think he just came out recently and said he's not playing for anybody else. But he's he's done. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think. Where do you personally see him? Cleveland. Cleveland. I do. Um. <sighs> Cleveland or Denver. I mean, if he wants to win, go to Denver. If he wants to make a lot of money and help a team get better. Uh, well, and, we we talked about this a few months ago. Like Cleveland is yeah, not far off. They're from not. Winning. They're if like they, he could he could be that guy that all of a sudden comes in and they go from zero and sixteen to mm-hmm. nine and seven. Yeah, if if like that, if Kirk goes to Cleveland and all of a sudden they they use their number one on let's say they get Saquon Barkley and then their fourth overall pick they get Minka Fitzpatrick. Hey, yeah, that that's that's a good team. That that's you, a great team. You have a great O line. Uh, all of a sudden, you have the best running back in the draft. You have a game changer on defense in Minka, uh, and then plus you have all those other picks you can use to just bolster your oh, entire yeah. roster. Oh yeah, they got a crap ton of picks. That's a good team. And, and I mean, we've we've mentioned this, but if they, if they have that team and they still don't win more than I would say, I personally would say at least nine games. Yeah, that's a Jackson problem. That's a huge Jackson problem, which you've said for all along. But if they still can't win more than nine. You gotta move on. Yeah, um, but I I think they miss 
and I said this a long time ago, they missed the train on Nagy. Yeah. Um, I think they should have hired Nagy. I think yeah. they should have fired Hugh and hired Nagy as soon as the regular season ended. Yeah. But Chicago got on that train, uh, and well, yeah, Cleveland quick. missed it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it is a little strange to me how Cleveland, I feel like, has not been brought up as much in the Cousins talks as I thought they would, just considering their cap space. Um, and I think it's because people – it's not sexy, like – to to say oh Kirk Cousins is gonna go to Cleveland people there's just so much argument to be like oh it's Cleveland what are you gonna do in Cleveland mm-hmm. but if you put a name like Kirk Cousins with Denver then you get reminded of oh hey look what happened when Peyton went there mm-hmm. I mean no Cousins is no Peyton Manning but it's like hey all of a sudden same maybe a typical relationship yeah, yeah yeah Denver might be that Super Bowl caliber team again people just hate on Cleveland. And I think that's yeah. what it is. And it in in these outsider perspective, and they just like, no, he's not gonna go to Cleveland because it's Cleveland. Uh, I I think he goes to Cleveland. If yeah. I'm Kirk, I'm going to Cleveland. Yeah. That that's no, you yeah. know, I mean, they got potentially a better running game with Barkley. They have a hell of a lot better O line, and I think debatable than Denver. Debatable. You don't think Cleveland has a better O line than Denver? I mean. Based on how they played last year, names, yes. Names, yes. Based on how they played last year, eh, subject. And after after this offseason, we'll see. Okay. You got to look at the offseason. I, right. I know what you're saying. I mean, you look at the names they have. Yeah, for sure they have a better O-line. But, but if you look okay. at – and part of that's a rookie quarterback that played most of the year that's going to make the O-line look worse, obviously. They hold the ball long longer. But yeah, and you left- Denver had the same type of – QB situation. Well, so. you also Cleveland also lost their franchise left tackle to an injury, and Joe Thomas. You get Joe Thomas back next year. Well, yeah, him alone is better than the entire probably Broncos. There you go. Line. Yeah. Um, but again, you have your pros and cons with Denver and Cleveland. So yeah. really, either way, I think you're golden. You, again, do you want to he, win? He's in a win-win. He is. Do you want? He's going to go sooner? to Cleveland, and he's going to make a boatload of money and possibly be a hero. Yeah, in two or three years, I think. Yeah. Possibly be a, a folk song, mm-hmm. or he's gonna go to Denver, make good money, and win, and win pretty, rather quickly, and also be like a. I mean, in Denver, you're if you win, you're a cultural icon in Denver. I mean, you got Elway, you got Joe Sackick, you got Peyton Manning, you got Todd Helton, and then you could have Kirk Cousins. I, I personally, I don't think Kirk Cousins will ever be in the same conversation as Manning and that. If he wins a Super Bowl in Denver, he would. You think? Oh, you would know better than me. Yeah, Denver loves their winners. Alright. I mean if he go if Kirk Cousins goes to Denver, plays three years, throws for thirty five hundred yards a year, they mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl, he'll not maybe be in that same realm. If he plays there eight or nine years, makes the playoffs every year, has two Super Bowl appearances and wins one, he'll be right there. Not not El- Elway no matter what is mm-hmm. like the upper echelon. He played yeah, yeah. he played his full sixteen year career. Yeah. GM now that guy's gonna be freaking mayor yeah. or governor soon. Yeah. But uh but he'll be right there next to Manning. Not in the Hall of Fame vote, but in like Denver In Denver Den- Denver yeah. lore. Yeah. So okay. I mean, if... but in my opinion <laughs> what I mean think it think of the, the the hype you're gonna get if you had a Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. And no. all of a sudden Cleveland goes from number one overall pick and now you're a playoff team because this son of a gun is leading your offense. Oh, absolutely, you know he's thinking that. Like you're you're the Cleveland God because they don't have anybody yeah. else. Well, you, and here's the other thing: you go to Denver, 
there is pressure year in and year out. Denver is a winning town, mm-hmm. or so we like to say we are. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you should have. The city was like about to like flame out from how bad this year was. Everyone wanted Joseph fired after week five after he oh. lost two games in a row. God forbid. Yeah, exactly. It's a, <laughs> it's a, it's it's a good sports town. It's a good fan base, but it's a very irrational fan base. Um, That's a good way to put it. I'm not saying Cleveland is much better, but they've at least, they've dealt with, they know it. They they, they know, haven't had a lot to uh, build on. They know how to handle. So if, say Kirk goes in, they win three games next year. That's a good season. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm not saying it is. They've as doubled their. What, They've doubled their win total. They've tripled their win. Yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, I see that roster. To me, that is they should be way better than three wins. But as a Cleveland, him being in Cleveland, he's not going to be spit on and throw potatoes at. Where he goes to Denver and they go six and ten as opposed to five and eleven, he's going to be a bum. Like, why do we pay you twenty five million a year? Right. You came here, you want us one more game. If he goes, let's see, he goes nine and seven and they miss the playoffs, he's still a bum. He Literally goes, no, to, Cle- it, he goes to Cleveland, mm-hmm. they go seven and nine and they're Two games out of the playoffs. Right. Thank you, Kirk. Because, Look where you brought us. Because guess what? Next year we're even better. Yeah, dude, I'm going to Cleveland. Yeah, just because because if if Kirk goes to Cleveland, Kirk, don't feel, listen to this by the way. Because I want you to go to Denver, but I'm just <laughs> if, if he goes to Cleveland, it fills their biggest need, and then and then they can use all their draft picks to to get even better build around Kirk. To me, I think Cleveland is a better situation just because of what they have in draft picks, what they have in their front office. I think they arguably arguably have one of the best front offices now with Glenn Dorsey. Or Glenn Dorsey, I'm sorry. John Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they took that other executive from Green Bay. Yeah, you still got Hugh, though. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Uh, I, I still that's makes me sick. Thing. Still makes me Who's sick. Who's their OC? Who'd they bring in as their OC? Oh, man. Todd Haley. You're right. They did just hire Todd. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Well, that's another hey. Another wrinkle in a wrinkle in time, right there. See, and they still got Greg Williams. Man, that, that Cleveland's not. It's it's not a terrible I know. situation. I don't, I don't know if I love Todd Haley, but it's not the worst OC. He's a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's him, not him a and good Big Ben coach. never really got along, but he's not. He's not a bad offensive coordinator. No, I mean he 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 was successful in Arizona. He. I I never really got on board with him as a head coach in Kansas City. I never really liked him. Um, but look, I mean, he did well in in Pittsburgh. Of course, he had an embarrassment of riches. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, if I'm Kirk, I'm looking at Cleveland like, man, that's that's. that's don't listen to him, Kirk. Go. Don't, don't listen to him. Do it, Kirk. Well, okay, so I think it's a clear, obvious that uh, Kansas City won the trade and. Washington lost the trade, so we can yeah, move on from that. That's easy. Um, we can want to get into a little, we'll briefly touch some draft stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's just touch on it. Let's just to kind of, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to get into it a lot put, the next few months. Put the as, vibe out there. As we lead up to late April, uh, the big draft in Dallas, which, thrown out there, maybe we'll be out there. Hey. Just throwing I'm, it out there. I'm down. Let's, yeah. go, to, let's go. All right, that'd be cool. Let's be a good it. time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to lead us off, the opening statement on, uh, I don't know, some draft prospects that uh, you want to touch on or some guys that uh, you think are getting steam or anything after the Senior Bowl or, I don't know, just anything you want to talk about. Yeah, um, obviously the two hottest names, in my opinion, I think, are right now Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. Um, Clearly, yeah. Yeah, and to me, I, I'm still, 
Like, I just cannot pick a lane with Josh Allen. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, part of me is like that That guy just, yeah, his intangibles are great, his measurements are great, but when I watch his game tape, I just can't get on board. It's, there's certain things he does where it's like, I don't care how good of a coach you are, you just don't have it, mm-hmm. you know? Because Paxton Lynch had those measurements. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to cut you off, but being a Bronco fan, seeing how we draft, drafted Paxton Lynch, Josh Allen scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And, and hearing these, they're all rumors, they're all speculation, but a lot, mm. of, a lot of mock drafts have, and this is all obviously if the Broncos don't get Kirk Cousins, but have the Broncos taking Josh Allen, and I'm like, mm. this is Paxton Lynch 2.0. If, uh, hell if, of a talent. Yeah, but he... It, He's a project. If Denver drafts Josh Allen as a Chiefs fan, I'm just I'm I'm applauding. I love that pick. I, if I was you, I'd be too. Yeah. The biggest thing, what I've heard with uh, the difference between Josh Allen and Paxton Lynch, take that, take it or leave it. I don't think it really means a whole lot. But the biggest thing I've heard with Paxton Lynch is he's not a studier. A lot of uh, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of joke tweets or mm-hmm. or articles about he cares more about video games than he does about studying film which is a huge deal as an NFL quarterback right but again though like where do you where does that come from like who knows that like uh, I mean te- uh, teammates I guess oh, are, teammate. are, okay. are saying well, that then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that holds some yeah, weight teammates or coaches or, then that or holds someone some within the organization is, okay. is staying this stuff um, and so obviously that makes sense considering this guy has all this talent and you're just not but also I mean the hard thing with Paxton Lynch is he's just been so injury prone that we haven't yeah. really seen. He hasn't he hasn't played two games in a row. Well, but, yeah, that's that's huge. But I mean, the few games he has played, we haven't seen anything that's like that. Might blows we your haven't mind. seen that Mahomes moment where we're like, yeah, he's raw, but damn, that was a good pass. We haven't had that one. Damn. Okay, there it is. We haven't yeah. had that. Yeah, and uh, it, it didn't take long for Mahomes to show that. Yeah, you, exactly. You saw that in the preseason with yeah, Holmes, but exactly. anyway, I'm sorry. No, yeah, exactly. And so, and so, Josh Allen. I mean, I don't think I've seen enough to really excite me to that level. That I, I think he's a media favorite. Yeah, I don't know why the media. I don't is so think in love that. With him. I, I don't think. I guess because he's really like six four, six five, and he looks like an NFL quarterback. What's fun? I want to touch on that real quick. What's funny is, to me, is I feel like. The media loves calling the media the media, if that makes sense. So are you saying we're the media and we're no, calling no. them? What do you mean? I well, I mean, I guess technically it would be, but but I feel I've heard reports mm-hmm. saying media mm-hmm. loves Josh Allen more than scouts, but those reports are from the media. From the media, I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. So the media is really building Josh Allen up, only to say they're building him up as opposed to. I see what you're saying. Okay. Unless yeah. they're just calling out a few pundits, but calling them media and gotcha. everyone else is. I mean, I mean, the media is a, a huge region. Anyway, besides the point. G- gotcha. Um, yeah, personally, I'm drafting, I think, the best quarterback in the draft is Baker Mayfield. That, that's that's who I think it is. I agree. Um, I think he's his, his edge, his competitiveness, his just pure – and a lot of people want to con- – compare him to Johnny Manziel, I think that's no. such a poor comparison. Horrible comparison. They're nothing even close alike. No. Guy got in trouble like one time. Yeah. Like, uh, 
Johnny Manziel's Discord off the field was so different than Baker Mayfield's. Yes, and 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 I remember when Manziel was, you know, leaving A and M, and 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 people were. I remember Kansas City fans. My, my some of my own friends were like wanting us to draft Manziel, and I remember looking at him like, "You're an idiot." Manziel won't last two years in this league, and I don't think he did. Yeah. Not to toot my own horn, but where is he now? Like, Manziel's a piece of trash, in my opinion. And I'm, I'm not one to dog on people, but mm-hmm. but I never once liked Manziel, and I think he's a piece of trash. And to compare Baker Mayfield to Johnny Manziel is, is pissing on Baker Mayfield and the player that he is. And, yeah, and it's undeserved. And I'm, and I'm a Kansas Jayhawk fan, so I, I saw – the uh, the the sideline gestures that he was making during the KU game, uh, an OU game where he was flipping off the KU sideline and, and, and grabbing his crotch and stuff like that, man. Even seeing that, Baker Mayfield is a winner, and yeah. he's going to be a winner on Sundays. And whatever franchise is smart enough to take him, they they're gonna have a, a decade worth of of productivity because they have a player that that is drew Brees, with the edge and competitiveness of tom brady um and to me that's like a guy that. that's no. a guy that can take you to a super bowl so what do you i agree with you 100 what do you what do you see that di- differentiates him from johnny menzel i don't really see a comparison but if people are making that what do you see that differentiates them baker mayfield cares about what happens on the field Johnny Manziel never did. Mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel, he he had a lot of talent, mm-hmm. but he didn't have that inner motivation, that inner drive that a champion has. He wasn't a leader. He wasn't a leader. Yeah. Um, Baker Mayfield, even though he's he's a kid and makes made some mistakes, man, the guys he is a leader. People people look at him and and they want they want to rally around him. They want him to. To, to, to take him to where they never thought they could be. And and to me that's the biggest difference is is what's it is what you can't see. You know, on the surface, do they maybe have some comparisons? Maybe. But when you when you really look inside and, and, and see the play and see what's going on outside of, of, of just the the casual fan Baker Mayfield has that X factor, has that it factor, has that that winning mentality, and he's a leader of men, mm-hmm. and and he's the kind of guy that that I want leading my team. Yeah, no, I agree. He's that. Um, when you see these rookie quarterbacks come in, and you sometimes, what I do, I I don't look at their throwing drills or um, or their combine speed or all that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, useless useless stuff like you you see everything you need to see on game tape but the main thing i see is how they interact with their players Mm -hmm. and you see the guys that are charged up leaders leading their team no matter what baker mayfield no matter what the score was he was up and down the sidelines he was cheering yeah maybe he grabbed his crotch or did this you know what teach that teachable moment maybe Mm -hmm. not the best thing to do is it the worst thing you can do no didn't hurt anyone didn't really cause any real problems needless to say he's a leader you see Mm -hmm. these other quarterbacks i could throw out names i'm not really going to but what do they do they go from the field to the sideline they sit on the sideline they sit on the bench yeah they're looking at looking at game tape looking at film 
of course, you want your quarterback looking at film, look at what he can do, but there's no interaction with his teammates. Zero. Right. He's not mm-hmm. talking to his offensive linemen, not talking to his running backs, not talking to his quarter, or not talking to his receivers. Mayfield was always doing that. Yeah. So I look to me. Even, even I'm his not defense. a scout. Yeah. Even his defense. I'm not a scout, but the biggest thing I'm looking at is that interaction, because mm-hmm. we both played sports. Anyone listening to this, hopefully you played sports. Anyone watching sports at least has an idea of what sports are. Your biggest thing is your interaction with your teammates, whether you're in business, whether you're in anything. Mm-hmm. Interaction is everything. Relationships are everything. You could be the most talented quarterback in the world, i.e. Josh Rosen. If you have no relationship with your peers, with your teammates, you might have a year or two of goodness, and then you're going to solidarity, and no one's going to have your back no matter what. Yeah. So I'm looking at that, and that alone – puts Baker Mayfield at the top of my list. Well, yeah, the the biggest thing to me is are your teammates, are your are the people that you know day in and day out that you go on the battlefield with every single week, are they going to are they going to bat for you? Yeah. And people go to bat for Baker Mayfield. Well, has any teammate ever I mean, they're in college they now are starting to get interviewed, but as mm-hmm. far as we know, has any teammate ever said anything bad about the guy? Not to my knowledge, other than Tech who he left in the dust. Well, that's, yeah, that's a different but that's story. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole other yeah, podcast. All of his but, Oklahoma teammates have said nothing but great yeah. things about he's a leader, and he's only yeah. bu- he's built his offensive lineup. And yeah, I I I I like Baker. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. He's he's probably. I don't think he's the most talented in the draft. No, he's 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 ha- the best. Yeah, qu- he has like the probably the fourth or fifth best arm strength. Yeah, obviously he's shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, vision is. It's okay. It's not yeah. bad. But but he's my favorite player by far. I I love Baker. If I'm a GM and I'm he's sitting, the one I'm taking. And I'm sitting five through ten. I'm like I hope that guy's sitting there because I'm taking him. Yeah, I'm taking. Know? I'm taking it, that. For me personally, the quarterbacks. I'm taking him or Darnold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I haven't he, I haven't talked about Darnold at all, but I'm taking him over Rosen or yeah or, or Allen, Allen or, or Jackson or yeah. Uh, Falk or you know any, any of those yeah. other guys. Um, but yeah, Jackson, ba- Baker, Jackson's an interesting, interesting one, but we that's a long conversation. Yeah, that's again whole other podcast. Yeah. And we, and we have so much time to get into all this. Yeah, stuff. but yeah, I love Baker. He's my he's my favorite player. Um, yeah, but outside of quarterbacks, uh, obviously Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I'm a you know I mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick. I like. Personally, I'm a big Malik Jefferson fan. Mm-hmm. He's a linebacker out of Texas. A lot of people like mm-hmm. to throw Roquan Smith's name out there. Um, but I think, personally, I think Malik Jefferson is kind of that Baker Mayfield of linebackers. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he has that intangible quality about him. Um, it, and linebackers, the quarterback of oh, – yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of positions that can play that, but – can de- he plays that at linebacker yes. at Texas. Yeah. Safety can do it, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and personally, I think if you take Malik Jefferson and put him on Georgia's defense, you don't lose a step. I mean, Roquan Smith, I'm not taking anything away from that kid. He's, Roquan he's, Smith's great, though. He is a very good linebacker. Um, and if I was sitting there and I and if I had to choose between Malik Jefferson and Roquan Smith, I, would, I personally I would be like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be a winner either way. Yeah. Um, but I personally – Malik Jefferson is one of those guys where he was on a team that was not very successful, mm-hmm. uh, so he he may surprise some people um, in terms of success in the NFL. But I think Malik Jefferson is gonna kind of be that guy that 
is drafted in the 10 to 15 range and and people are going to kind of cock their head and and squint their eyes and say really like mm-hmm. wh- you know what a waste of a draft pick um but then in, in a year or two people are going to be like hey that Malik Jefferson <laughs> that guy's a hell of a linebacker turned out pretty damn good yeah um but but to me he's just and I, I don't know i've I, I i tend to fall in love with certain players and then sometimes it bites me in the ass um and maybe Malik Jefferson turns out to be that kind of player, or Malik Jefferson proves me right, and he goes out and he's an all-pro in three years. You know, only time will tell. Yeah. Yep, that's kind of how the draft goes. So, I think, uh, yep. but yeah, he's a definitely a talented player. Um, him and Roquan Smith will probably be, I would assume, the top two LB is taken out. Yeah, and you know, and there's a few others, but again, we have so much time to talk about draft stuff. Yeah, um, oh yeah. We're, we're yeah we're we're excited to get the draft stuff. We're like yeah. getting the Super Bowl over, like getting into <laughs> it, free agency. If you can't tell, we're pretty amped. Yeah, oh yeah. So it's it's funny as a as a people covering the NFL, it's almost it's almost more exciting covering the off season than it is the actual season. Just I love the draft. There's so many changing stories with I, free agency mm, and and uh, mm, yeah, it's a good time. So I, I love the draft. I love free agency. I love anticipating where names are going to end up and it's it's so much fun for me yeah it's a good time so well we thank you for joining us we hope you uh enjoyed our interview with uh jigger desai i think uh it was a good time yeah i mean that was awesome i enjoyed talking to jigger he's a great dude yeah seems like a really cool dude good uh good father good eagles fan fly eagles fly for all Mm -hmm. you uh eagles fans and um go birds yeah, go Bears, as he would say. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we hope you all have a fun and safe Super Bowl. And um, anything else you need to say on this? Uh, no, yeah, just just have fun, be smart, be safe. Uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And uh, and have a good time. Have a good Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, have, have a couple beers for us. Uh, uh, when you're bored in between commercials, because, you know, I feel like the commercials have been kind of on the downtick lately. Hopefully they get uh, they pick back up. But if you're bored, go ahead and check out all of our social media. We got uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all of them at Sports Al Dente. So pretty easy to find. Um, and then... Yeah, go ahead and like us, follow us, and uh, comment anything you want to do. We'd love the feedback. And uh, we thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We will uh, talk to you soon.